morning. So today, we're in the third Sunday of Advent, and uh, towards the beginning of our service, we, we lit that third candle, the candle for joy. And the Advent wreath, if you look at it, uh, is five candles. For us, we have three blue, one pink, and a white. Some of you might remember a time when they were purple and not blue. Uh, the blue kind of made its way in the Lutheran church from Scandinavia and, and kind of took over. Um, but some churches still use purple. For us, the, the, the color blue in, in, in liturgical sense uh, is a symbol of anticipation and hope. Purple, as it was used before, um, that's a kind of a, a symbolizing of Advent being a time of preparation and of repentance. And we still use purple during Lent for those same reasons, preparation and repentance, as well as it being a symbol of the royalty of Christ. But the pink candle, we lit that today, the third candle, um, is there to signify joy. Liturgical color is joy. And, and today is what's known as uh, Gaudetta Sunday. And many churches will have, instead of blue paraments like you see um, on the altar there, uh, they'd have pink. And if you were coming to an earlier service for us, a liturgical service like we have at 8.30, instead of me having been in a nice fancy blue Robes, I'd have been in pink robes. Um, but we don't have pink robes here. It's not that I don't think I'd look good in pink, because I think I would. Um, it's because I don't see the, the need to purchase uh, a robes to wear only once a year. Um, but many churches do. But like I say, today is, is Gaudetta Sunday. And, and that word is, is, is Latin. It's, it's the opening of the antiphon that would open a service that was more liturgical. Um, and it's the start of it. And that antiphon in English says, Rejoice in the Lord, always. So we're looking really at an anticipation of the joy that is to come as we approach Christmas. As we approach this season where we celebrate Christ's birth, and the reading today uh, that, that, that we've, we, we've picked out of the lectionary and to concentrate on is, is that one from Isaiah 35. And it really digs in, I think, to this message of a joy that we get to look forward to. Now, if you look throughout scriptures, the message for a disciple of Christ is to rejoice. Many of the Psalms proclaim that we should be rejoicing. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord. And you all did that brilliantly earlier as we sang. Psalm 118, 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And then elsewhere in Scripture, I love uh, Philippians 4, 7, where Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, 
rejoice. And this passage from Isaiah is proclaiming that it's not only the people of God that get to rejoice, but it's the entirety of creation. It's the whole of the earth that will be able to rejoice. It starts with the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. This this celebratory noise, it's directed in two part really. Firstly, it's directed at the liberation of Judah, which Isaiah is writing to. But it's also looking further than that ahead as it's looking to the whole earth being liberated with the coming of the reign of Christ. It's really important for us to grasp, though, as we look at this, that although, uh, although the coming of God is being proclaimed here, although the, clearly we're looking at the reign of Christ coming, Verse 4 tells us he will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense, he will come and save you. Now, a lot of people concentrate on the latter part of that. They love to have the hope of salvation in him. But they, they tend to try to ignore the words that preceded that. The promise of salvation although important, can't be separated from that vengeance. Because when God shows up, he will come with vengeance. When Christ returns, there's going to be recompense. It shows us, it reminds us that God always comes in both judgment and salvation. They go hand in hand. Now his very being with us. Emmanuel, God with us, his very coming down to earth, which we're looking forward to in a couple of weeks' time. That's what creates deliverance from sin. That's what uh, bridges the gap of separation. All the obstacles that stand in the way of relationship with God, they're removed. And we're able to be covenantally restored. And it's that fact, as God came to earth to be one with us, that as, as this, this reading today pulling out, the eyes of the blind are opened. The ears of the deaf are, are, are unstopped, unplugged. The lame get to jump like a deer. And the tongues of those who are speechless are able to sing for joy. All of creation is going to witness this. And he he goes on, the water's going to break forth in the wilderness. The streams are in the desert. The burning sand is going to turn into a pool. And the thirsty ground, there'll be a spring of water. And that peace that I spoke of last week, The earth understanding the glory of God as the waters cover the sea is really being dug into again here. 
the joy that is felt. Not only at seeing this, not only at looking forward to this, but at getting to be a part of it. Rejoice in the Lord always. And we've got so much in our lives that bring us joy. And joy is very different to happiness. We're not talking about simply being happy. Yesterday, I was anything but happy. You know, the French ruined my day. Any of you who were supporting the Navy had your day ruined too. Sorry, Dave, from what I've been told, your day is going to be ruined today as the Steelers beat the Ravens. You know, we look forward, you can be hopeful, but we might not be too optimistic. But when we look forward to God coming, to Christ's reign in its fullness, we can be joyful even when we're not happy. And the allotted psalm for today is actually 146. And, and, and that's, that, that starts in verse 5 to say, happy are those who help is in God, whose help is in the God of Jacob. But the translation here kind of lets us down a little bit because that word happiness here that we're reading, that, that happy are those, is much more of a, of a, a flourishing, lesser, lesser being happy in our feelings. See, God's people are called to choose to walk the path of life. Not the path of death, but the path of life. And Psalm 146 here is a call to praise God as we walk that journey. As we choose to give in to his will and we receive his protection and his provision. And the more we walk in his ways, the more we're able to praise him. So yeah, we can, we can create for ourselves difficulty, strife, turmoil. But those who place their hope in the God of Jacob, those who place their hope in Christ, the maker of heaven and of earth, well, those people will find, they will find a happiness. Um, a happiness that is not dependent on a feeling. They will be so joy-filled that they will be unable not to respond in praise. And they will say rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And they will live in to that rejoicing and being joy-filled. And the psalm, it continues in the same vein that the text from Isaiah uh, did in speaking of justice for the oppressed, the blind having sight, the hungry being fed. And that's further emphasized when we look at Matthew 11, where uh, John the Baptist sends his disciples to Jesus to ask, are you the one who is to come or is there someone else later? And Jesus' response is the blind received sight, the lame are walking, those with skin disease are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor 
are given the good news. These very acts, they are evidence, they are signs of Christ's reign. The old has gone and the new has come. But we know we're living in this kind of tension of the now and the not yet of the kingdom. And we know that we see glimpses of the kingdom in our lives. We see that breakthrough. But we know that it's not fully broken in because there is still pain and brokenness. But we get to rejoice when we see those moments. When we see those glimpses, we are able to be filled with joy. And we are, we are able to look further as our faith is increased um, to, to be joyful as we look for that hope of all that is still to come. But in all of this, yeah, the reason for our hope the reason that we are able to live a life where joy is ever present is because of Jesus. Because he came down, spent time with us here on earth, and died for us on the cross. And that reading from Jerem, from Isaiah today, it finishes. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So don't be sorrowful. Don't allow sighing to bring you down. Stop moaning. I don't know about you, but if I have a good moan, I always feel worse, never better. Moaning doesn't solve the problem. It just makes you dwell on it. Sighing about something doesn't help fix the problem. It just makes it more prominent in your mind. It's a joy killer, not a joy giver. Don't sigh. Don't allow sorrow to take over. But look for the hope. Look for the hope that can come and only comes from Christ's return. Look to celebrate that first Christmas morning where he came down and became Emmanuel. And rejoice. Rejoice in the glory of the Lord. In the majesty of our God. That's the, that's the final verse that we had read to us today. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be up on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Be joyful. Always. Don't let a feeling of happiness or sadness get in the way 
of the joy that wants to fill you. The joy of expecting and living into the hope that is to come. The hope that will only come with Christ. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks for your son, for the hope that he is to this world, for the joy that we get to have in expecting his return, in looking forward to all that he is going to give us. As we look to be with him and in him, knowing he alone is the one who can save, help us to walk the walk, not only talk the talk. Help us to pick up our cross, to walk the path he has laid before us as we set out to be filled with joy and not to be joy takers, but to be joy givers to all that we meet. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.